This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everybody, welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies, trying to find something worth our time, and maybe yours. We find trash or treasure. I'm Matt Peters, and with me as always is the one and only Dave Martin. Dave, how are you doing, man? I am fantastic. It's a wonderful day, and we played a game, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man, second episode in a row. We're on a roll, baby. You know... We always start out these episodes, and I ask you how you're doing, and you ask me how I'm doing, and we're always like, oh yeah, everything's great. And then we start reminiscing about the the entertainment that we absorbed, and things go drastically downhill very quickly. <laughs> so, knock on wood, let's hope that the Roman Empire, not the WWE one, because God no, let's hope the Roman Empire treats us well. Well, as outsiders, they generally didn't treat that many people well, and we are not Romans, so... Uh... <laughs> well, neither were, the, neither were the voice actors for uh, Rise, Son of Rome. <laughs> so, as I kind of spoiled a little bit... We are uh, talking about Rise, Son of Rome today. But before we get into the nitty gritty of today's episode, we want to give a tip of the hat, a shout out to our friends over at Versus the Universe. Of course, our friends over at Versus the Universe, they have a podcast network. They have the Geek Show. They are run by the enigmatic Enigma, Aaron, J.M. and Dalla. And they have a Patreon, too, from what I understand. Is that, is that right? Is that right, Dave? They have a Patreon? What, what's, what's Patreon? What's what's this? Oh yes, they do have a Patreon, and you could get a game as part of that. You could get all sorts of behind the scenes stuff. I just got an email this week uh, that gave me some access to behind the scenes a video of their Nintendo love songs. Ah yes, the Nintendo love songs. So those who attend the next Geek Show are going to be treated to a certain music video that may or may not feature a certain person. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Oh, my eyes are peeled. <laughs> Long-time listeners will remember when I was Lando Calrissian as part of one of the uh, Versus the Universe uh, love song videos that they put out on YouTube. Don't look it up. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> but please support Versus the Universe. <laughs> don't look up the Star Wars video. Don't do that. Okay. Look it up. Look <laughs> it up. Moving on. Let's get right into the show. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about Rise? Well, you know, just one side note, before we before our next episode airs, there's also the C2E2 Comic Convention in Chicago. So if you're in the Chicago area or even further away, it might be a good time to travel in. Uh, you might be able to see Stan Lee. And I imagine you will also be doing some things there. I will be doing some things. We're doing some uh, coverage for Mighty Inc., of course. We have always talented uh, Jennifer Jones, Jonesy, taking pictures for us. But we're also giving a lot of our time checking out the panels that members and board well, board members of the Chicago Nerd Social Club are going to be putting on. So keep your eyes peeled on our Facebook page uh, for announcements about all these wonderful panels that board members and just all the wonderful members of, of CNSC are going to be involved in it. It's going to be a great time. Talk about comics, y'all. We're talking about comics. We're not. <laughs> t- I'm, I'm okay, I'm not. Go- I'm not finding a good analogy for that. No, that's all I got. <laughs> I, 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 I have failed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alan Iverson is disappointed in the both of us. <laughs> yes, he is. So, uh, moving on, we played Rise, Son of Rome, as we have mentioned in our last episode. Uh, this was a release game on Xbox One, uh, later came out on PC. I had to edit some of the more glowing adjectives out of their description, but uh, Rise, Son of Rome is an action-adventure that follows Marius Titus on a heroic quest to avenge the death of his family and preserve the honor of Rome at all costs. Rise was made by Crytek. The people have also brought you Crisis and many other games that used to be really good back in the day. So the question is, does Rise rise to the challenge of standing toe-to-toe with those Crytek giants? Man, I'm real cheesy tonight. Or does it, <laughs> or does it fall like the Roman Empire under too much bloat? Thank you for meeting me there. I appreciate you. <laughs> this is why you're a good co-host. God bless you, Dave Martin. Uh, <laughs> So, first of all, I just want to say that the main character's name is is wonderful. Marius Titus, I can't say it without thinking of Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so, thank you, Crytek, for that. <laughs> I just imagine Ving Rhames just doing all his lines, you know, while talking about Arby's and, uh, you know, home security. Now I'm hungry and frightened, but we'll take it. <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> Our zingers may be toxic sludge, but what will we say about this game? Um, as always, our rating scale is for the worst of the worst. There's nothing good whatsoever in the game. Uh, it's, it'll be a toxic sludge. If it's pretty bad, but there are moments of enjoyment, we might give it a hazardous. Uh, if it's solid, but not quite as good as we're hoping for, we'll give it a reusable. And if it's a fantastic piece of free entertainment, we will call it treasure. I wish we could say that this was going to be treasure. <laughs> Well, as you mentioned, you know, we, we've got a couple of things. We've got a couple of things to take into account here. One, it was a launch game for Xbox One. So it came out several years ago. We've had some amazing advancements in technology and storytelling in the video game industry, uh, especially with these uh, third person action games. The other thing is value. You know, we, we talked a little bit before the show about uh, quantifying the value of the game cost versus enjoyment then of course in, in the states in the u.s usually games run about 60 bucks give or take tax having paid 60 dollars for this game at launch i imagine that people would rate it very differently than we are going to right now having played it for free this far after after launch in between some big releases uh, happening well one of the things about this game to remember and where we wanted to do this specific one because it's free and you still have a good two weeks to download it for free it is a paid game yes so we will kind of be taking into account the fact that it is a paid game but we're getting it for free in our ratings but yeah paying 60 dollars for this just don't sorry to the people who already did but just don't right for free or maybe take a pass on it Overall, I thought it was decent. You know, what stood out to me the most about it, uh, you know, of course, without getting into any type of spoiler territory here, not yet anyway, we're still in the uh, spoiler-free segment of our show, um, the combat initially was fun. Uh, the finishing moves, they're entertaining. You know, there's a variety of those. Uh, problem is, is that you do it over and over and over again with very yes. little variety. Even when they do try to spice it up a little bit, the the objectives and the tasks that they give you are more a hindrance than, you know, another mode of fun. So it's not really adding much flavor to the game. My biggest complaint 
about this game, though, is that freaking camera. <laughs> <laughs> the camera is the main villain of this entire game because no matter what you're doing, it wants to be so close to you. It wants to be in your face, showing you all the nitty-gritty action going on. They're so proud of themselves. The graphics are pretty or at least shiny now because they've kind of aged a little bit. But the camera is just in love with Titus. So <laughs> it's so in love with him that even after he completes a finishing move and there's someone coming up behind him to stab him in the back or axe him in the back or something, the camera's still just right there in his face. And you get hit over and over and over again. <laughs> well, and it sometimes locks in weird places. There there have been a couple other games I've played that have done this. Advent Rising on Xbox was one of the worst ones for that, where the camera would sometimes lock in place. So yeah, the enemy comes up and you can't you can't even turn to look at them. Your character turns, but the camera doesn't. And that happened a couple times playing this, and it was just like, why? No, this is 2017. And the, <laughs> sure, yeah, the game didn't come out this year, but it's, that shouldn't be happening on a current generation game. You're definitely right about that. I mean, with just talking about the camera issues again, I'm sorry to dwell on this. It was just surprising because we've we've come a long way from the Resident Evils and the other Capcom third-person games where the camera has just been locked or just been unruly. And when I find myself looking at the ground without being prompted or without doing it myself, that's a, that's a huge issue for me. So it got to the point where, you know, with this with the intuitive cameras that we have now, I found myself reverting back to the days of like N64 and GameCube where <laughs> you have to be mindful of where the camera is and you have to make sure to move it around yourself. I just took control of it. I, I didn't trust the computer to do it for me. And I don't know if that's a feature or if that's a shortcoming, but I'm going to talk it up to a shortcoming. <laughs> <laughs> So the executions were cool, but they were too, like, they're kind of, they're not quite as, you know, awesome as the Mortal Kombat fatalities. Yes. But they were pretty cool, but there's, you do them at pretty much every person you kill, you do them. And it's a quick time thing while you're doing it. And so it's usually two or three buttons in slow motion, and it slows down the game so much. And I just, I'm not a big fan of quick time anyway, but did, did you notice how it was like they had the colors pop up that you were supposed to press and then you got bonus points if you did it? And yeah, you, I, can use, you can use those bonus points to purchase more executions or character <laughs> power ups. Yeah. And it's like, no, I just want to keep progressing through the game. Don't make me take three hours to kill everybody on this level when I should just be able to walk through in five minutes. Exactly. And it, it almost felt like in that way, it felt kind of like a pay to play sort of game, too. But you weren't using real world currency, thankfully. Um, because when, when your character dies, end up being prompted to buy more skill points. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if well, not buy more skill points, but buy more skills with your points. So I'm thinking, okay, if I upgrade my health, maybe my character will come back from the dead with a little, you know, little modicum of, of the health that he has. No, that's not it. Just still die. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so frustrating. I'm like, well, you just had me waste time. I can do this on my own. You know... It's it's unfair, but it's very organic to compare this game to God of War. And things that this game is doing wrong, God of War got right PlayStation 2. And that's why it's so frustrating that this was an Xbox uh, Xbox 1 launch game. Yeah. Different teams, different consoles, I get it. 
game is a little bit more polished looking than the earlier God of War games. But yeah, the controls, the UI, much better on Sony's. It's one of those things where I will say that I, I take gameplay over graphics nine times out of ten. Yeah. And this had, you know, solid graphics. The graphics really don't seem like the... I mean, you won't necessarily be wild by them, but they still look very, very good even today when games are looking much better, but just the gameplay was was repetitive. The story is alright, but if you think about it, they use a lot of common tropes. The whole, oh, they killed my family, I have to go kill all of them. Yeah, uh, that's that's a minor spoiler, but you know what's going to happen. So. It's like the first level. It's so. the first level. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like, okay, we've, we've spent a lot of time kind of hemming and hawing here. Let's go ahead and lock in our ratings so we can just talk freely about this. So we can warn listeners, beware. We're going to spoil after we give these ratings. Yeah. Well, I I probably will risk going first here. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I kind of wish there was something between hazardous and reusable for this, but given that it's a paid game, it's free for this month, but anyone listening after this month, if you don't already own it, you're going to have to pay for it. I'm going to go with hazardous. Wow. Um, it it definitely. I mean, the story's not bad. If you don't mind quick time events in your games and just a basic hack and slash, then you might get some enjoyment out of this. It's not toxic sludge, but I didn't have enough fun in here to call it reusable. It's like you're reading my mind, because I I I feel the same way you do about the rating. I wish there was something between hazardous and reusable in this case, because yeah, reusable seems a little bit too kind. It doesn't really feel like the type of game that I want to sink my teeth into. You know, I, it doesn't even, you, you don't get that same charm as you do from an indie game. It just seems like a AAA game that was just not memorable. I'm going to, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw Hazardous up there, but Hazardous on the board. Final answer. It is on the board. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. I appreciate the hard work. And this is why it's this is a little bit different when we review games. Because when we review movies, of course, there's still a whole team of people working on these. And they put it on the screen. But a lot of times, we're talking about two or three actors. We're talking about some production. This is like a team of at least 100 people that are working on this. This is Crytek. This is Microsoft. So, you know, I don't want to discount anybody's work. I'm sure a lot of them would agree as well at this point in time. It's not their best foot forward. So, yeah, gotta go with Hazardous. Well, bang the gong. We're about to head into spoiler territory. Uh, there's going to be plenty to dissect in this game, but we're also going to cut through as fast as we can so we could just be done with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going back into this, this the storyline, there were good points, but the voice acting, I thought, aside from the accents, which yeah, I don't know if we could find any Latin accents at this point, but the voice acting was good enough. I, I It wasn't bad. Uh, right. The storyline, although they used common tropes, it was entertaining enough, but the co- the combat was just so incredibly repetitive, and that's one of the things that kept me out of, I really wanted to play Star Wars The Force Unleashed 1 and 2. But the combat and the quick time events and the really cheaty boss battles kind of kept me out of it, even though I still want to see the story and I probably will go back to it at some point. But yeah, this was just the, the, I'm not a hack and slash kind of a guy unless they make it fun. Borderlands, you're just running around shooting people, but they make it fun. Or the Left 4 Dead games, they make it fun. I just, the combat wasn't fun in this. Okay, I'm going to come at this from another angle because I am a hack and slash guy. I love hacking and slashing things. For instance, 
Koei Tecmo's Dynasty Warriors series. Those games are pretty awful. They're pretty repetitive. It's a tired, played-out formula by this point. Will I be picking up Dynasty Warriors 9? Yes, I will. (laughs) Because I like having a crowd of dudes surround me, taking a spear, and doing my Muso move, and just knocking 100 dudes away (laughs) all at the same time. It's fun. Another PS2 launch game. (laughs) The first Dynasty Warriors that got me hooked. Man, I love that sort of thing. My problem with Rise in that regard is that I didn't have enough of those, oh my God, I'm such a cool fighter moments. I didn't have that enough. It was like they would give you a little taste, a little sousong of of a fight that you could really dig your teeth into. And I go, oh, no, no, we're going to pull the camera away. Okay, it's time for story. Hey, look, there's 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 Titus's dad. He's over there. You got to go get him. You got to go get him. And don't even get me started on the frustration of getting <laughs> to a gate with his dad behind it and then prompting you to press Y. And I'm just doing everything but opening the gate. (laughs) And then finally, I stand still, I push Y again, and he kicks the gate open. His dad was right there, man. He could have kicked the gate into his dad. That's not cool. And, like, how is his dad always behind the gate? I mean, it's like, couldn't we have just gone the same way? Couldn't he have opened it for us? what's? But over and over again, it's like, Dad... Why are you behind there? I mean, it's like I mean, and and this is something I didn't I didn't really touch on before this, but yes, as you mentioned, the animation is is nice. It's 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 very smooth. Um, I can tell that the designers are very proud of the characters' teeth, and the teeth look great. But the way that they kept smiling, you can tell is like, yeah, <laughs> check these babies out. These are teeth right here. Don't look at the hair though. Don't look at the hair. Teeth. That's where it's at. But yeah, it, it felt like the way it was moving and just the flow of the game, it felt like one of those Hot Pocket commercials. That won't make sense, but let me explain. So there's a Hot Pockets commercial where they're playing a Battlefield-esque game in VR. And one mm-hmm. kid gets up and he goes to the microwave because the Hot Pocket is done. But it looks like the character's just zombie walking off to the side. It's a little bit too smooth. So when they when they make up these games that are supposed to represent a real game on commercials and things like that, they always kind of just have this air of, of falseness around them. And that's kind of the impression that I get from Rise. It feels like a game that you would see like TV characters playing while they're making all kind of weird random noises from Mario and Duck Hunt that don't really belong <laughs> in it. And it just kind of took me out of the moment. I don't know. <laughs> And I'm sure that's a very personal thing, and I'm not. I'm not assuming anybody else feels that way. But yeah, it just kind of took me out of the moment. And there were really no memorable characters in this game, and I think that's that may be part of the point. You're part of this. Uh, the, what is it? The 14th Battalion. They said um, you're just one of many. And when you when you team up with your boys, you're just one of of the boys. So. You really shouldn't stand out. You should just kind of blend in with everybody else. But yeah, it didn't really have anything to hook me. Yeah, there was there was the leader of the group. I don't even know if they mentioned his name, but he's you know I fought with your father and all that. Come join me. Um, but you know, I like character development. I I mean even if they even if the other people in the legion are are nameless and they're all supposed to be a unit, they didn't really show anything to 
endear them to you? Any moments of heroism or... I mean, they, they showed moments where generically a bunch of people were ready to give up to show how your character was instilling valor into them. But there was nothing to really latch onto any of the other characters other than they're just their NPCs to help drive the game. Yeah. Um, one thing I was really excited about for this game was the smart glass integration. Now, have you done much with smart glass on games before? No, I actually haven't. Well, it's a really cool idea that fell by the wayside, but Smart Glass is basically an app you could get for your mobile device, and several games, especially ones that were through Microsoft, um, built integration into it. For example, some of the Fable games. You could find collectibles with a Smart Glass app. Sometimes there were extra cutscenes, or you you could look to extra story. It's kind of a little bit what Amazon does with their movies, how you can get more details while the movie's playing through through their app. But anyway, it was all disabled now for this game. Apparently, kind of like Microsoft is dropping Connect support for a lot of things, the servers for this, at least, I couldn't access the stuff. Like I could get into the app, and I could get into Rise, but all the stuff said, this feature is, no lo- this feature is currently unavailable. Or I'd hit the button, and there'd be something representing that, yes, you hit this button, but then there'd be nothing there. That sucks. And I was excited because Smart Glass has so much potential, but like many of Microsoft's ideas, they're cool ideas that just people, they don't get enough support and people don't really care about them, so they disappear. There were, and I don't know if you experienced this as well, I noticed some odd clipping issues in places, not only in the uh, in, in game, but in cutscenes as well. Different things would just pop up in the background sometimes. It was a little surprising, uh, you know, in a game of this caliber that was supposed to be something that they hung their hat on. Uh, I also saw, I was reading articles about it, they, they mentioned that they, they do want to make a sequel to it, but there's some bad blood between Crytek and Microsoft as far as who's going to ultimately own the rights to the Rise franchise. So, apparently they see enough value in it to continue. Mm-hmm. Well, there definitely is potential, but, I mean, they need to... They need to push a little bit harder to hit that potential. Agreed. And I, I think their efforts will be better spent on, on new IP. I, you know, this this name really doesn't have the type of recognition they were hoping that it would. I don't think I've encountered many people who are fans of this game. I mean, it was it was reviewed fairly well, um, you know, by other outlets. But yeah, I don't really hear this discussed. They're talking crisis. Yeah. They're talking crisis, you know. So yeah, it was it was fairly forgettable. Um, I mean, this is one of my things that I didn't like about this is a common complaint about a lot of games do collectibles. I'm fine with collectibles in an open world game where you can kind of do it in your own time. Yeah, but this is this is all missions, and you can replay the missions fine. But I hate, I hate, I hate skipping stuff while I'm playing through. But at the same time, if there are there are at least three different types of collectibles. There were like scrolls, there were vistas, and there was one other thing that was kind of like scrolls. But there were three different types of collectibles. And you're supposed to be in this thing that's an, an intense mission. And, oh, I gotta go look for this thing. Or, I, I know I shouldn't be turning down this alley. I'm supposed to be going this other way, but there could be something down this alley. And right. so I'm gonna... And lots of games do this. Probably the worst one that I've played was Alan Wake. Alan Wake was a great game, fantastic game, one of the scariest, most intense games I've ever played. But you're supposed to be getting collectibles while you're in this intense moment. Right. No! No! (laughs) 
that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, Alan Wake was pretty dope. Like, if if you're looking for a, a signature Xbox game that's unique to the platform, Alan Wake. I think they put it out on PC too. I can't really even say that. That's the problem with the Xbox exclusives. You can't really say, "Oh yeah, this is the one," and then it's it's also out on well, so anybody can just pick it. And you should pick it up. Good. It came free with that other game too. That um, you want to say Quantum of Solace? Quantum Break. <laughs> Quantum Break. Quantum of, Quantum of Solace was the James Bond movie. Yes. <laughs> Quantum Break. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Doing what many did, and completely ignoring Rise, Son of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's best ignored. I mean, I'll go back to what I said before. It's free. If if, if you don't mind, you know, a pre- if you've got plenty of time, grab it while it's free. Play it. But I really don't have anything else to say about this. It was just felt like a forgettable, overly basic game. Yeah, basically it. You know, one thing that we didn't get a chance to dive into, uh, just because we have busy schedules, as do all of you, uh, was the the multiplayer. We wanted to kind of dip a toe into that, but we didn't get a chance to this time around. When we do, we will definitely give you guys an update about what we think about it on Twitter, on Facebook, all the social medias. We will definitely let you know. Does that mean we have to play more Rise? I think we do. We have to be sons of Rome. As I said before, I'm teeping your house. <laughs> and as I said before, when I get a house, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> you've still got a door. You've still got windows. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently Dave has revealed his, his secret identity as Spider-Man. So before he lets any more out of the bag, I guess we should kind of wrap this up. Dave. What are we going to be doing next time? Are we doing a game? Are we doing a movie? What are we doing? We are doing a movie. We had someone request a movie. Um, it is a. I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix original, USS Indianapolis. Yes. So again, the bar is going to be set a little higher because Netflix has a budget and they they have the ability to do quality stuff at the same time they also have the ability to make terrible movies and shows and maybe i'm overly harsh but nick cage has me frightened at this point (laughs) yes i was about to say lower that bar sir this movie stars (laughs) nicholas cage (laughs) (sighs) but yes next week uss indianapolis here we go are you afraid Extremely. But as in addition to Nicolas Cage, there's also Tom Sizemore and Thomas Jane, the Punisher, uh, the uh, original Punisher. Well, no, the second Punisher. One of those guys. <laughs> so it's also directed by Mario Van Peebles, who used to be kind of a big deal. And yeah, we're going to have some fun with this one. Unlike Rise. Son of <laughs> Dave, what else you got, man? Anything for this week? Uh, you know, we, we, we're we trying to find good stuff for you people. We're sorry that we don't always succeed. <laughs> but we can always guarantee that it's free. And at least semi-entertaining to laugh at our pain. Exactly. So, yeah, we're going to keep the torch going next week with this next movie here, USS Indianapolis. Yes, that's it, folks. So, once again, follow us, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. The 3D cast, since last we spoke, is my other thing, so ignore that part. Uh- <laughs> Don't ignore it. Listen in. 
<laughs> I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Dave Martin. It's got to get better than this, folks. <laughs> it's got to be better next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Man, okay. We're going to go down this. I'm going to say this real quick. That's it. I'm just hitting quit it. The Bouncer from Square Enix. Or I think they were still just Square at the time. PlayStation mm-hmm. 2. Love that game. So much fun. The week after it came out, I'm sure it was just, just garbage, you know. <laughs> but when it was the only thing I had to play on PlayStation 2, it was the best game in the world. Characters were huge. They talked. You know, it, the, the combat was okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was all right it was a good it was a good game at the time and then of course it was one of those games that felt the need to announce what it was when you turned it on you just turn it on it's like the bouncer it's like yes <laughs> i know what i'm playing now it's our theme song theme song playing the sequel is going to be titled rise son of jerome <laughs> it'll be a completely different vibe it's going to happen in the 1970s <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be like mafia 4 Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's just going to be Mafia 4 retitled. That's it. It's already done. This is being the new box. That's all. All right. I'm out. That's enough out of me. (laughs) You know, slightly off topic. I mean, we are still talking about Microsoft taking away features. On their most recent update for the Xbox One, and a lot of folks may not have realized this yet because it's not something folks use every day, took away the snap feature. That was really disappointing for me because oftentimes I will have a TV show running on the snap and play the games that we review uh, or just play games that I'm reviewing for different websites, whatever, just so I can have something to distract me while I'm just, you know, going through the motions or whatever. I wanted to do that with Rise this evening while the the SmackDown uh, trades were going on between (laughs) SmackDown and Raw, but... I couldn't do that. So thanks a lot, Microsoft, for taking that away. They claimed they were going to replace it with something better, but we're still waiting on that. That's uh, something that they haven't really announced uh, what the replacement's going to be. So for the time being, yeah, Snap's just gone, as is uh, they're, they're, as you mentioned, they're reeling back on the Connect, and as you also mentioned, the Smart Glass stuff is just gone. Done. Yep. Well, one thing... Like I, I haven't gotten in the habit of watching stuff. I know Marcy used to watch Netflix while she was playing Minecraft. But one thing I do a lot that is still there is you could listen to programs. So you could listen to your own music. You could stream music from your PC. If you've got Groove Music, you could do that. I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm playing certain games like uh, Ark or Minecraft that don't require much thought. Um, but like Ark and Minecraft, a lot of games where you don't really need to be thinking a lot while you're playing. A lot of times I listen to podcasts on there, so they still have that. But yeah... It, you know that was one of the things at launch that was so cool is you could you could be watching a movie or doing a Skype with your video Skype with your friends while you're playing a game and that's it's gone. Yeah, yeah. These things, they don't really I don't know. Um, they they really don't take into account how many people count on them. They just it is oh that's kind of slowing down UI. We're not going to fix it. We're just going to take it out. Whatever. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So that that kind of kicked off uh, because. Uh, because Rise took that smart glass feature away from us. So, yeah, they, they, they really should have left that in. That was cool. That sounded cool. I wish I could have checked that out. Hello, fellow humans. 
Dating is fun. Playing games is fun. Combining the two can be difficult. Luckily, the Cooperatives Podcast is here. I'm Liz. And I'm Aaron, and we are a real-life human couple. We're definitely not robots. Every other week, we'll discuss the joys and sorrows of gaming with the significant other. Or other people, generally. Yeah. We'll play a game, discuss it, and even learn a little something about each other along the way. So roll the die and head to facebook.com slash cooperativespod and get updates and subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher. The Cooperatives Podcast, proudly a part of the Versus the Universe Network. All right, do we tell them that we're robots now? No, we need to keep up the act. Oh, okay. Um, Download an episode today, Meat Sacks. Very convincing. Thank you.